The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, one does not live on bread alone. Then he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said to him, I shall give you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he led him to Jerusalem, made him stand on the parapet of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, to guard you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him in reply, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to be with you all this morning, and I just want to begin by thanking you for your prayers last week as I was home for a funeral, and um, now we find ourselves like full-blown in the beginning of Lent, and, uh, and this first Sunday of Lent, we, we begin with our Lord going out into the desert for 40 days. And, and Lent is 40 days, you know, and it's rooted in, in this time that Jesus spends in the desert. And we can often think of it as our own journey into the desert. But 40 is always a number that signifies a time of preparation, a time of preparation, a time of preparing for the Lord to do something new. And, and so the flood in the book of Genesis was 40 days of rain where the Lord was cleansing the earth, right? Almost like our Lord was baptizing the earth before beginning again with Noah and his family. In the book of Exodus, the, the Israelites leave Egypt and they wander for 40 years in the desert before entering into the promised land. And then today Jesus goes and he spends 40 days in the wilderness before beginning his public ministry. And in this Lenten season, it's 40 days before Easter. And, and for those who are 
entering the church at Easter. Lent is always kind of a fast in preparation for that, right? In preparation for the Lord to do something new in their lives. But for each and every one of us, it's, it's a time to reflect on and prepare to renew what happened in each and every one of our lives when we were baptized. And these 40 days are linked to, right? They're linked to baptism. They're linked to baptism in the scriptures because the gospel begins with, filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days. And, and so this temptation in the wilderness, it happens immediately after Jesus' baptism. When Jesus had gone to the Jordan and encountered John and went down into the waters with him, and the sky opened, and the Father's voice was heard saying, You are my beloved Son. You are my beloved Son. In whom I'm well pleased. And, and there's, so there's a manifestation of our Lord's relationship with the Father. And a manifestation of our Lord's identity in his baptism. And then he goes into the wilderness, and, and at the end of this 40-day period, he's tempted by the devil. And what's interesting is that the temptation is specifically acting against his identity. Because when the devil goes to him, he says to him, if you are the son of God, then turn these stones into bread. Right? If that's really true, what the Father said about you. Throw yourself down from the parapet of the temple. And so that temptation is a temptation against his identity. It's a temptation to doubt his identity, to doubt what the Father had said about him. And, and Jesus is steadfast in that, right? He's steadfast and he always responds back with true wisdom from Scripture. But he's unshakable. And, and why is he unshakable? He's unshakable because he knows who he is, right? He knows who he is. And perhaps for that 40 days, he had simply been reflecting in a deeper way on the voice of the Father that he had heard. And so the same applies to us during this Lenten season, that it's, it's 40 days to reflect on our identity. And we learn, too, that following just what happens in Scripture today, that, you know, most of the time, or maybe even every time, we fall into sin. It's because we've been tempted to forget who we are. Right? Every time we sin, we forget who we are. Every time we sin, we forget that we also are beloved sons and daughters of the Father, that God can take care of all of our needs. Because all sin is when, you know, we try to meet our needs through things instead of God. 
If we struggle with gluttony, we try to meet our needs with food instead of with the Lord. If we struggle with lust, we try to meet our needs with pleasures of the flesh instead of with the Lord. If we struggle with avarice, we try to meet our needs with money instead of with the Lord. If we struggle with sloth, we, we've kind of given up on life and, and having our needs met at all. And so, so every sin, right, every sin is rooted in forgetting who we are. And so this Lenten season is about remembering who we are and preparing to renew the promises that made us who we are at our baptism. And, and we should prepare for that in a really intentional way, right? And know where we're going and, and what are we doing when we renew our baptismal promises because so often they just kind of blow by us in the liturgy. And the Easter vigil comes or, or Easter Sunday mass comes and, and we all stand and renew our baptismal promises and, and, you know, the priest reads off, you know, do you reject Satan? I do. And all his works? I do. And all his empty show? I do. And do you believe in God the Father? I do, I do, I do. So we say, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. We're done. And we sit down. And we maybe don't think about what are we saying I do to? Like, what, what do those words signify? So if we think about it, like if there's an adult who is baptized and they come to the church for the first time and maybe they've lived a really colorful life of a sinner and they're asked that question, do you renounce Satan? They might actually be thinking in their mind about all of the ways they've collaborated with Satan in their life and all the ways that they've sinned and all the sins that they've been struggling with and how they're, okay, I'm saying no to all of that so I can say yes to the Lord. And, and so in the bulletin this week, I wrote about, you know, just, just an exercise that I've, I've started to do over the last five years or so and, and, um, in order to be more intentional when Easter comes. And, and so during the Lenten season, it's to take those three questions, do you renounce Satan and all his works and all his empty show or all his empty promises, and then kind of do inventories, right? Do inventories. So do you renounce Satan really means, do you renounce sin? And, and so what are all the sins that I struggle with? You know, what are the sins that have been holding me back in this past year? Like, what, what are the sins that keep showing up in my life over and over and over again? Whether it's, it's gluttony or lust or, like, anger or lying. Like, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is that gets in the way. And, and to just make a list of those things and then that next question, do you renounce all his works? And, and all his works, it, uh, another way of thinking about that would be, do you renounce all of the sins that others have committed against you that have started to affect you? Right? Every time you've been betrayed by somebody, when somebody else has let you down, when people have spoken ill of you for unjustified purposes, when we've been taken advantage of, when we've been hurt by people, when we've been abandoned by people, like just the sins that others have committed against us in, in whatever ways that those have impacted our hearts. And, and a lot of times when, when we 
go through things like abandonment or betrayal, it breaks our trust muscle. And, and then it's just really hard to trust people anymore. And, and it can even be hard to trust in God. And we can become very self-reliant. Where is there unforgiveness in our lives? Or what resentments are we carrying around? And to make a list of those things, right? To make a list of those things. Because I don't want to let these impact my life anymore. These are things that make me forget who I am. And then that third question, and all his empty show or all his empty promises. And... And that really can also be interpreted as, like, do you renounce all the lies that you've started to believe? And lies might be things like, I'm unworthy of God's love. I'm unforgivable. I'm forgivable except for that one thing that I did back in 11th grade. And, and for that, I'm not forgivable. I'm not worthy of real love. People are, it's impossible for anybody to understand my life. God can't even understand my life. Nobody can meet my needs. All, all of those lies. All of those lies. I have to earn my way. And we make a list of those things, right? Because these are all things I want to reject and I don't want to believe anymore. I don't want them impacting my heart. They get in the way of remembering who I am. And so every year I might make these this list, kind of three columns, and then I kind of hold up the piece of paper and I put it in my shirt pocket. And... Um, And then when it's time to renounce those things during the renewal of our baptismal promises, it helps to be really mindful of that's what I'm saying no to. So I can say yes to our Lord. So I can remember who I am. And the same father who said, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, says that to each and every one of us every time that we've been baptized and every time we renew those promises. And then we're more free to go to our Lord with our whole heart. This Lenten season, it, it is a time of, of looking at our lives and seeking to grow. You know, all of us should be looking to level up in our spiritual life in some way, shape, or form during this Lenten season. Because our spiritual life is just like any other aspect of our life. We're either moving forward or we're moving backwards. We're, we're usually never kind of staying the same. And just another tool kind of for that is this restore journal that I purchased for each family in the parish. And, um, and, it, and it's just this beautifully illustrated kind of journal where there's, there's a meditation for each day and kind of a question to reflect on each day. And Sister Miriam James Highland wrote it, and it's sort of a way of walking through a healing process during the Lenten season, because Lent is, a, is really about healing and, and prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. These are all kind of remedies that provide healing of our hearts and healing of our identity and, and the ability to remember who we are and who God is and everything that the Lord has done for us in our life. And, and so, so I just encourage you, like in whatever way, some people might want to do it individually. If you're 
a married couple, you might want to do it together and discuss with one another, like what's moving in your hearts and, and what kind of things are you journaling about. Um, I gave them one to each, each of the high schoolers in, in my high school class um, and hoping to, to allow that to guide us in, um, in our discussions on Wednesday nights. And in Sunday nights during RCIA, tonight it just happened that, like tonight's lesson is on anointing of the sick and that sacrament of healing. And for the next few weeks, I'm just going to kind of bounce off the content in the Restore Journal and, um, and, and go deeper into, you know, like what do we believe spiritual healing is, like how inner healing prayer works, like how to grow in that identity, how to renew our relationship with the Lord. And, um, and also just to offer that to, to anybody to jump in and join in, um, even if you haven't been coming every Sunday, to just like see that as, oh, that's something I could do during this Lenten season. And, and a way of responding to, right, responding to this invitation that, that our Lord gives to us each year to grow closer to him and to grow closer to his heart, and most especially to remember, right, to remember that we are his beloved sons and we are his beloved daughters. So that when, whatever temptation strikes us, right, whenever temptation strikes us and we're tempted to forget, we always remember. And like our Lord, we're steadfast because because we know who we are, we know who God is, and we know everything that he's done for us. And so today, let us pray that as we begin this Lenten season and this first week, that that our hearts truly be open and that the Lord stir up the fire of his love in our hearts, that it truly will be a time of growing closer to his heart and coming to know in a deeper way our identity as his beloved sons and daughters.